Hello there, welcome back to another episode of On The Table Podcast. Today, we're going to try and make this a quick one today. Um, but we're talking about uh, two things, which we'll get to that later on. But for now, I just want to say that um, if you know you do want to buy a t-shirt, and that's going to seem really odd that you're having to email... Zachryer747 at gmail.com. That is because that is my main account. I do have an email for this podcast. However, Google is being... I don't know what the right word is. I almost want to say finicky, but uh, let's, let's go with the word glitchy. It, it, it's been glitchy and a pain and not letting me actually get into that email address. I can't seem to contact Google support. Uh, so I'm gonna try calling him again every day this week, you know, quite a few times every day, and hopefully you know have some answer. I don't know, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, if I can't find the number again, I can't remember. But I can't remember. Hopefully, I can. <laughs> I didn't write it down. Um, but yeah, so um, you know, until we get that situated, you just have to email. Again, Zachrider747 at gmail.com if you want to buy an on-the-table podcast t-shirt. Um, so, there is that. Now, on to, uh, you know, the very useful promo code, and a very useful app. And the app is Wish. If you don't know, Wish is a app. I don't know if they have websites. I don't think they have websites. I think it's primarily a Wish. I don't know, Wish. <laughs> I think it's primarily an app. Not a wish. You can wish too. It's cool. Uh, but anyway, Wish is an app on your phone where you can basically save a decent amount of money on some products. And I know I got you know, uh, my latest knife for decently cheap and a watch for decently cheap as well. Um, so I'm not sure wearing the watch right now. It's fantastic. Water system is like. 17 bucks, I'll say, would normally be like 20, 30, something like that. So, um, maybe it was a knife I got. Maybe that's what I got for 10 bucks. I can't remember the exact prices, but, you know, it was cheaper than what you could actually, you know, normally get it for. So, um, anyway, they have a bunch of products, and, you know, it's really cool. They do have like a, like a bunch of products, a bunch of brands. Um, but if you have never used them or you haven't made a purchase in the last 30 days, uh, when you go to, you know, you know, make your next purchase, don't forget to go ahead and uh, use the promo code CFBHVPJW to get an additional up to 80% off. That's up to an additional 80% off. I don't know why I always say that way. I don't know. That's kind of weird. But anyway, up to an additional 80% off. Off what you're already saving, basically, off your next purchase. So go ahead again and use promo code CFBHVPJW to get, uh, you know, save up to an additional 80% off of your next purchase. Again, those if you have never used it, like you're a new user, or you haven't made purchase in the last 30 days. So, that's pretty cool. Normally, uh, you know, normal promo codes work, well, every other promo code I've seen works only if you're a new user. This is if you're a new user or you haven't made a purchase in the last month. And it's easy to go, you know, a month without making a purchase because it's an app on your phone, you don't really think about it. Uh, they have a ton of products, so many you know, country varieties of products. It's 
you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. They even have some, um, interesting, uh, products that I've seen on there that if I had to mine, I would buy. Just because I'm curious to know what it is. I mean, one is, um, Pond Far Cologne. That's like, like Cologne or Perfume, I can't remember. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Pond Far is, I can't remember exactly what it is, but I know it has something to do with the mating ritual. I think it is the mating ritual of uh, Vulcans, which is in Star Trek. So they have some Star Trek colognes and perfumes. Which, you know, they have a uh, Kirk, uh, Sulu, and uh, something else. I can't remember. Uh, I think they even have a red shirt. Yellow shirt. I, can't, I can't remember. But it's very, it's very interesting. It makes me just want. To, it makes me wonder, what does that smell like? You know what I mean? I mean. I don't know. Maybe uh, if I ever get the money, then uh, maybe we'll do a little video of you know buying that stuff and <laughs> and seeing what it smells like. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so definitely check that out and again. The promo promo code is C F B H B P J W. So go ahead and use that promo code. Um, so. Um, yeah, so the first one is going to be, um, you know, the, both these are, are off cbsnews.com. Uh, the first one is by Catherine Herridge. Uh, it is, you know, the title of it is ISIS accused of selling fake PPE online to finance terrorism. Uh, PPE, as you don't know, is personal protection equipment. Protection of person. I think it's personal protection equipment. It's yeah. So it's like you know um, the masks and and all that, which is very important during this you know whole pandemic. All right. Uh, so it reads on as follows: Terror groups based in the Middle East are targeting American first responders in an online scam. Federal prosecutors said Wednesday. The groups are allegedly trying to raise money by offering bogus personal protective equipment at a time of desperate shortages amid the coronavirus pandemic. ISIS allegedly used the website facemaskcenter.com as a front for peddling fake N95 masks, according to a senior Department of Justice official. Their targets allegedly included hospitals, nursing homes, and first responders. They have a sophisticated online operation and here they were turning that operation to setting up these phony websites to get money to fund terrorism. When you thought you were paying for masks that you needed, Assistant Attorney General of the National Security Division, John Demers told CBS News. A senior Justice Department official told CBS News that the ISIS COVID-19 fraud is just a slice of the overall criminal activity that's designed to spread fears surrounding the virus. Investigators from the Justice Department, FBI, Homeland Security, and the IRS also found that terrorists from Al-Qaeda and Hamas use social media and the cryptocurrency to raise money for weapons and operations. The U.S. authorities seized $2 million on over 300,000 cryptocurrency accounts that was described as the biggest case of its kind. So... Looks like they have this thing pretty well handled. If uh, and that's in the article, uh, so 
you know, it looks like, you know, looks like, again, the U.S. authorities, that would be the Justice Department, FBI, Homeland Security, you know, there, that's probably CIA's probably involved too, I would imagine, who knows, I don't know, we don't know what they really do, um, but, looks like they have it pretty well handled, which is pretty good, and which is good, I mean, so, I mean, it's, but it's kind of funny, because, I mean, I'm like funny, like, it's not good that they're doing it, but it just kind of shows that they're kind of dumb, because, I mean, obviously, bad guys are dumb, terrorists are dumb, you know, yada, yada, but, I mean, that they're really being dumb, because if it's fake, per, you know, PPEs, I mean, you're not going to buy a fake product again, you know what I mean? So they, sh I mean, if they, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean, you know, like, I want them to make money off this, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this is because it's just my opinion. It's just, you know, it's just my thought that if I was running, you know, a scam to, you know, not really a scam, but I mean, if I was trying to, you know, raise money through a time of need for a, you know, criminal organization, right, I wouldn't run the risk of, you know, losing, you know, customers right, and losing future funds by having fake stuff out there. I'll put the real stuff out there. Yeah, maybe at a, at a slight markup, right? Maybe a slight markup, of course. And, you know, like, I'd find a way to do that. I mean, because then if you have, you know, because you you know, your customer you know, receives the real product, then they're going to buy that again, and then that's even more money coming in, because they're a recurring customer. You know, recurring customers bring more money. Customers that don't come back, they don't bring any more money. <laughs> and... Current customers that like your product and are going to tell other people about it, and that's even more people they're going to bring. On the other hand, customers that don't come back, <laughs> they're going to tell people why they don't come back, and you're going to lose potential customers too. So it's kind of like, yeah. So, anyway, here's a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll get into the next article. And welcome back. So again, the next one is brought to us by CBSNews.com. Um, I wanted to cover some more, but, uh, well, for whatever reason, I was tired today. So that's why this episode uh, is maybe a little late. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's early. Maybe it's on time. I don't know. I don't know what time I was going to post it at <laughs> to begin with. Um, but anyways, this one is titled... Uh, first off, it's by Ahmed Mukhtar. Matar. I sorry if I'm botching the name there. Um, and it is Afghanistan frees dozens more dangerous Taliban prisoners in the name of peace. Uh, there, you know, reads on. Okay. Um. So there's a picture of, you know, some. You know, some guys being released. Uh, one has a really big smile on his face. One looks really angry. <laughs> um, and it's, and the title of this photo is Taliban prisoners walk free from the Pol Echarki Charkai jail in Kabul, Afghanistan following the release on August 13th, 2020. So that was like three days ago. Right. Um, the Afghan government released dozens more Taliban prisoners on Thursday, beginning the final phase of a detainee swap agreed in a deal between the U.S. and the insurgent group. 
officials said 80 men were allowed to walk out of prison this week. The release of the remaining 320 or so represents what should be the last barrier to long-awaited direct talks between the Taliban and the Afghan government. Afghan officials have now freed about 5,000 Taliban suspects from prison in exchange for the release of around 1,000 government forces from Taliban custody. The release of the last 400 militants, whom Afghan President Ashraf Ghani describes as dangerous individuals, has been hanging up the wider peace process aimed at eventually ending the violence that has plagued Afghanistan since the U.S.-led invasion in 2001. Uh, I'm actually reading an article uh, here. Let me just open this up. Actually, <laughs> I've not read these articles ahead of time, so it's just yeah. Uh, so I goes on to Jafet Faisal. Again, I'm so sorry if I'm botching any of these names. Uh, a spokesman for the Afghan National Security Council confirmed that the government released 80 Taliban convicts on Thursday from among the final 400 to speed up efforts for the direct talks and a lasting nationwide ceasefire. Faisal did not say when the remaining inmates might be freed, and neither the Afghan government nor the Taliban have suggested a start date for the crucial face-to-face talks between the two sides. Uh, Thus far, the Taliban has refused to negotiate directly with the Afghan government, dismissing her as a puppet of the U.S. and insisting on talks only with American officials. The start of the direct intra-Afghan talks is considered a vital step in the peace process. And there's a, the number five after that. I don't know why. There's a appears that's number five. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, but anyway, uh, Baz Muhammad, a Taliban suspect who had been jailed on a kidnapping conviction, was among the 80 people freed on Thursday. He said he hoped for peace in his country and urged both sides to agree to a long-term ceasefire. I want them to stop this bloodshed, he said in a video released by the Afghan government. President Ghani has said the last batch of Taliban inmates slated for release do pose a security risk, but that their freedom is necessary to advance the cause of peace. He said in remarks delivered virtually on Thursday for the Council on Foreign Relations that the inmates were likely to pose a danger for us in the world because it has drug dealers and hardened criminals. But the release of the hardcore insurgents was prescribed in the U.S.-Taliban agreement signed in Doha in February. Ghani's administration was not involved in those talks. The deal lays out a framework for the withdrawal of all U.S. troops from Afghanistan by the middle of next year. There are currently 8,600 U.S. troops in Afghanistan, but that number is had to drop to fewer than 5,000 before the U.S. election in November, all part of the ongoing process agreed to in Doha. The intra-Afghan talks, when the last of the Taliban militants are set free, the intra-Afghan talks can begin. The 21-member negotiating team representing the government in Kabul is expected to push the insurgent group for a permanent nationwide ceasefire as soon as those meetings kick off. The insurgent group spokesman in Doha has said the Taliban is willing to discuss the proposition in theory. When asked by CBS News, however, spokesman Sohal Shaheen would not elaborate on what the group might demand in return for such a ceasefire. Since the U.S. Taliban deal was struck, the process of releasing the Taliban prisoners has been slow, and the Taliban militants have increased their attacks throughout the country in the meantime. On Friday, the government said at least 121 civilians had been killed over the past two weeks, 
and 336 more wounded in Taliban attacks. The intra-Afghan dialogue, once it begins, is expected to be a drawn-out and fragile process. Ghani has made it clear that while the U.S. government may be in a hurry to move the process forward, his administration and the Afghan people want peace, and they're willing to wait for it if the Taliban fails to negotiate as a serious partner. Unlike the relation with the U.S., where, the, where they, the Taliban, said they have time and you, U.S., the clock, the rest of the Afghans have time. This time has to be either used productively or it can turn into destruction, he warned during the discussion with the Council on Foreign Relations. That's that article. Um, so what I find interesting, interesting is the fact that they're not willing to discuss, you know, like, what they are, they do not, uh, they do not want to elaborate on what the group might demand in return for such a ceasefire. You know, uh, and also the fact that he's willing to discuss that proposition in theory. So that kind of tells me, and the increased attacks, I mean, something just tells me that, um, we, we may be pulling out of there, but I really hope that we're ready to, to jump back in, because I have a feeling that once all these Taliban, are, no, 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 all the Taliban, you know, prisoners are, you know, might not be willing to go back to war, but I can't do a lot of them more, right? Even if, you know, and with, what, 5,000 being released thus far, and, you know, another, I guess, was it 320 now to be released? That's a lot of militants, right? That's a lot of people. Um, but, Yes, but we got more, right? We got higher trained people. So I, 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 and the fact that they're not willing to talk to, you know, Afghanistan, the Afghanistan leaders, they want to talk to the U.S. leaders, right? That they just don't want to talk to Afghan leaders. I, I just have a feeling that as soon as, or almost as soon as, you know, all the prisoners are released, they're gonna not do any talks, and they're just gonna try and take over. Like once, you know, that they're gonna do, to they're gonna do talks, but they're gonna basically delay it until all our troops are out of there and then that's when they're gonna go in and you know <laughs> they're gonna start taking over um, everything that they can that I I just had that feeling that that's what's gonna happen and again there are gonna be probably a, a few of the you know 5,400 or whatever the total number is that aren't actually going to want to, you know, do it, and actually do want peace, right, so, you know, hopefully they won't die, I don't know, we'll see, um, <laughs> tell I better than, you know, exactly, going to be in favor of that, <laughs> so they might kill them off, just for, you know, whatever, but, I, I just have a feeling that this isn't going to end the way that they think, I mean, it's, like, I can kind of, I, I can see that now. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that there really is peace after, you know, after all the prisoners are released. But, I mean, at least tell them, because, I mean, honestly, if someone truly wanted peace, you know, once, you know, 5,000 of their people have been released and all 1,000 of, you know, 
there are the, the oppositions people the the well, like government people once they release the, you know, a thousand of people they have held and you know the other side has released five thousand of you know you know you guys you know your your team and they're you know still releasing I wouldn't increase attacks after nah, still do some attacks yes Captain hey we are still here right but I would also start talking like I would also start you know like you know and especially if like I get to want to talk to the US right but if you really want peace in the in, in the region in the area whether it's like you know a little county little town or the entire nation right the entire country you're gonna want to talk to the the little town or the country it's like, you know whatever it is you're gonna want to talk to their or its leader right you want to talk to their leader right okay at the top to really you know help you know because again you're gonna be dealing with each other so so them not reforming the talk the Afghan leader council, I think, uh, Mr. Ghani, uh, and his, I guess, delegates, I guess, if, if you will, for lack of a, a better term, not just the article, but his, his group of delegates, um, that just kind of says to me that they don't really want peace, they just want their guys out of there, and they want the U.S. guys out of there, so we don't kick their ass when they try shit. But I'm gonna tell you this. Um, I'm pretty sure that you know, if they, you know, we're, we'll get our guys out of there. They're gonna do shit, and then you know, they may take over some bits. But well, I'm sure we're more than happy to step back in, and we'll have more than eight thousand, eight thousand troops in there. I mean, we'll probably have, we'll probably double or triple that. I mean, we'll probably go, we're probably gonna you know, go super hard on that. I mean, I I don't see us going in back light if, you know, they go back on their deal. Because, I mean, we ain't no, we ain't no bitch. You, know, you don't, you don't, you know, back a deal, you know, with, with the U.S. <laughs> you know, especially like a peace talk deal. And, and, and get away with it, you know what I mean? Like, you don't. that's not going to happen. So, I mean, we're, we're going to see how it goes again. Hopefully, there actually is peace in the country. Um, but, you know, so, okay, I really hope that, that, that there is peace, hope I'm, hope I'm totally wrong, and I hope there is peace in the country, but just reading this article just makes me doubt that the Taliban truly wants peace. Again, I think they're going to have peace talks until all the U.S. troops are moved out, and then they're going to start trying to attack, but, I don't know, we'll see. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. Maybe I'll try and get a, uh, you know, a, a veteran on here that has dealt with the Taliban. And I'll get their, you know, opinions on it. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I can actually know a few. So, um, yeah. Uh, maybe I can, you know, get, maybe I can uh, email them or whatever. We'll see. But anyway, um... This is where I'm going to end this episode. I'll see. Well, let me see. How long is this article? Uh, yeah. No.
Not too far, okay. Oh, there she is. That's not too bad. Alright, um, so, you know, we're, uh, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and just save this article for the next episode, or a future episode, anyway, so there you have it, don't forget to go ahead and, you know, stay tuned, stay awesome, don't forget if you want to buy an on tail podcast t-shirt, go ahead and send us an email at zachrider747 at gmail.com, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at on the tail pod c1, oh, and again, the email is... Temporary, that's a temporary email that we switching up. Um, hopefully, that'll be switching up to the podcast email. If I actually get back into my email account, I don't know why it's not letting me get it. It's weird, but um, anyway, so go ahead and check us out there. Don't forget to follow or subscribe, whatever platform you are using. Share this with your friends. We have about 14. If 15 more days a month left on the month to get to 100 current listeners. If we get to 100 current listeners, I will do some sort of giveaway. Um, and I have an idea on how it's going to work. Um, but again, we'll focus on that. We'll cross that bridge if we get to it, which we should. I think we're at about 3 right now, so we're going up. Uh, that leaves us about 97 to go. 97, 98, something like that. I know, I know we're at 2, so I think we're at about 3 current listeners so you know let's go ahead and let's see if we can get to 100 current listeners by the end of this month and of august again it is august 16th uh time recording this so yeah they have it stay tuned stay awesome thank you all so much for listening in